safety, personal safety and the safety of those you're taking to sea and at sea with has not gone away and is probably more important than ever. Things are changing for fishermen and they're changing quite rapidly. I think there's a, there's a lot more stresses and strains on, on mentally on you than normal. So I think we're a little bit more at risk. We don't want an accident or a disaster ever, but we certainly don't want one at the moment. Let's just keep one fathom apart. That, that's what we've got to do. We've got to keep one fathom apart. Good day to all the fathom listeners out there. It's another Friday response episode. As always, bringing you a diverse range of guests from all parts of the industry to keep you informed as we roll through this crisis. After a double header of DEFRA and the MMO last week, we promised to bring you back to the quayside and check in with those working directly with fishermen or actually fishing themselves. So this week, we welcome Clive Palfrey back to Fathom for a second time. Clive is a safety advisor working for Seafood Cornwall Training, and I always appreciate his insight into the goings on around the quayside. Clive's got some good advice and guidance of what we can all do to improve safety with a bit more time spent on dry land. Uh, we also caught up with one of the CFPO Youth Board members, Tom Lambourne, who takes us through his recent journey of buying a boat right before the crisis and lockdown. So he's had quite the experience navigating his way through all the registration and licensing bureaucracy entirely remotely. So some great advice there from Tom. So let's not hang around, let's get into it. Myself and Paul caught up with Clive to talk all things safety. We'll just dive right into this and, and welcome Clive Palfrey, uh, Seafood Cornwall Training Safety Advisor, back onto the Fathom podcast for the second time. I think you're our number one uh, highest listener from our health and safety episode back in the winter. So obviously you went down really well with the industry and uh, really welcome you back on again, Clive. So Clive, just to, just to get going, I guess it's a case of uh, a lot of people are still fishing, still at sea. Safety obviously never goes away for that that part of the job, but there's a lot of people probably fishing less, some that maybe aren't fishing at all. So we thought it'd be a really good opportunity to get you on onto the podcast. Obviously, there's a lot of things people can do whilst they're on land. And we've been talking about this between ourselves over the last few weeks, you know, playing around with the idea of things to do on dry land. And we thought it'd be good to have that conversation with you. What do you think is the, uh, where do we start with this recommendations are for what people should be doing if things are a bit quieter at the moment? Yeah, that's good. That's good. I always start any sort of safety chat really with the same thing. And, and, and that's life jackets and, you know, PFDs, as we like to call them now. It's the most important piece of safety equipment we got on the boat. And we should be wearing that at all times when we're working, when we're on deck. And, and I think it's, you know, it's really important to be wearing it all the time, but it's vital to be wearing it at the moment, going through this coronavirus. Things are changing for fishermen and they're changing quite rapidly. And, and I think there's a, there's a lot more stresses and strains on, on mentally on you, on fishermen than, than, than normal. So, so I think we're a little bit more at risk. There is different things, really. Simple things such as just fatigue. You might just be a little bit more tired because not only are you catching your catch, you're now trying to sell it direct. So you might be doing a bit more running around when you come in from sea, makes you a bit more tired. And, and obviously, you know, just the stresses of the financial implications, the health of your family and yourselves and stuff like that. So you see your brain's sort of ticking over and working overtime. So you might be a little bit more at risk at the moment of just doing your natural job, which is being a fisherman. There's other things as well that may be factors to do with this. Um, I would imagine a lot of boats are running with less crew. You know, there are crew that may have health issues. They may have family concerns, so they're not at sea. They, I, I know 
several crew that are on this 12-week lockdown because they've got an underlying health issue. So I, I would imagine there's, there's several boats that are running short of crew. So that's going to increase the risk as well of, of you may not only be doing what your job is, but you might be doing half the job with the guy that would normally be stood next to you. Um, you not, might not be there for social distancing reasons or you might just be there for other reasons. And I think that, you know, that's just something that maybe we need to just get that out there, that stuff's changing on boats and, and, and we need to adapt with it, but we need to stay safe. That's the biggest thing with this, is staying safe. The, the current situation means that there's a lot more going on in people's minds. Um, there's different crewing arrangements on some boats. Some boats aren't going to see at all. But what um, I think is important to remind everyone is that safety... Um, your personal safety and the safety of those you're taking to sea and are at sea with has not gone away and is probably more important than ever. And the last thing you need to do is, is forget about it. And that, so that means, you know, keeping your PFD on. That means keeping an eye on everyone, making those minute to minute risk assessments, making sure you're doing things safely and not letting safety slip down because the last thing anybody needs whether it be the person themselves, their family ashore, the emergency services, is an unnecessary and avoidable accident. So you know, I, for me, this episode is very much about uh, giving everyone that, that, that reminder, um, that, that, that dig in the ribs, that um, just because things have changed and there's a bit of pressure on, that doesn't make safety any less important. In fact, it probably makes it more important. We don't want an accident or a disaster ever, but we certainly don't want one at the moment. So Clive, you know, I, I was going to just ask, ask you a question. Um, obviously, people have got a bit of time ashore um, and maybe a bit more uh, a bit more time even for at sea um, to, to, to have a look at things. And I, I was wondering, have you, have you had a uh, sort of a, sort of a top three guide to things to be doing, you know, whether it be um, updating the risk assessment, having a look at safety folder, having a look at safety kit drills. Um, but, you know, from, from, from your perspective, is there a, a sort of top three where people should be having a look while they're in? I think so. Um, we got locked down and, we all, and the weather's been nice and sunny and we've all gone out and done all our gardening. And if you're like me, I'm sick of the gardening now. Let, let's go and do something that's a bit more constructive. So I think this is a perfect opportunity to spend a bit of time on, on, on your safety folder um, if you haven't got the online safety folder um, it's a really really good and simple process and a good time to start that up if, all you have to do is google safetyfolder.co.uk and, and you can sign up to your your own safety folder which is also free which is also really good at the moment we don't want to be spending money that we haven't got and if you have got one then it's a really good time to go back to that and just spend an hour you know topping that up it's an ongoing folder it's an ongoing project that stuff changes um stuff we've just talked about say we we're, we're running a crew less um then maybe we need to look at our risk assessment which moves on to the risk assessment every fishing vessel needs a risk assessment um the first thing or one of the main things that has to be in the risk assessment is 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 your pfd wearing policy who on the boat and where on the boat are you going to wear a pfd where are you not going to have wear a pfd um and obviously the general risk assessment that any business has. So it'd be a really, really good time to, if you've got that, to go back and check that it's current and, and in date. Um, and if you haven't got it, it's a good time to start. Just, you know, sit down and start planning what the risks are on your boat. And, 
and start putting that on an online safety folder. And you're available, Clive, as well, you know, even with social distancing, all that sort of stuff, you're available on the phone and, well, we're talking to you now on, on, on Zoom. So um, it's certainly um, something that you can carry on helping people with, isn't it? Yes. I mean, that's what Seafood Cornwall Training is here for, um, you know, to help. So we're, we're still working. We're working from home. Um, but that sort of obviously closes lots of aisles of coming down boat to boat and chatting to people but what it does do it gives us time where we can actually do this with you online so you could have a one-to-one zoom meeting with me if you do zoom or um you can do it on uh facetime or something like that and and if you've got a computer your end i've got one at my end and between the two of us we could set you up an online safety folder still safer which is what it's all about once you start putting things down on paper you'll see if you have any flaws or any faults or any ways that you can make your boat improve the safety of your vessel. So, so this is where we need to start. We can't go sea at the moment for, or if we're not doing as much time at sea, I don't think anybody is doing as much time at sea as they normally do. Mm-hmm. So really there's no excuses for us to, to really get into this and spend, spend a few weeks getting it done, get it done now while we're locked down. And then, and then when we come out the other side of this, um, you, you will have a really, you, you know, something's come out of it if only your boat's safer that comes across loud and clear clive you know that that while we've got this downtime let's um and and knowing that and, and hopefully every people listening should know that you're available online end of the phone um text email that sort of stuff either get started and get your safety folder up and running or revisit and review your safety folder which you should be doing regularly anyway that'll take you through then having a look at the risk assessment again reminding yourselves of those risks making sure they're still relevant have they changed in your current working practices which i guess then takes you into also looking at all your your safety kit so make sure your pdf is um is well looked after is in day any servicing required on on other bits of safety kit a good time to go right through the boat and like you say you know this might be an opportunity as we come out the other side of it for the for the boat uh and yourself and your crew um getting back into the full swing of things um with uh, a safer uh, a safer boat yeah yeah it's a great time i mean the only difference between you know before before lockdown and now from us is that i would come to you I can't do that now. You need to come to me. And, and by that, that means just picking up the phone and giving us a ring and, and, and letting us help you. Simple as that, really. Just before before we let you go um, this, this time, Clive, um, any thoughts on uh, or advice on, on social distancing um, in, uh, well, in and around the harbour on your vessel as is going on? Just a, a simple do's and don'ts, perhaps, for some of the guys listening. Everything I turn on now um, on the internet or whatever, government or council or whatever, there's always some advice. And I think we, you know, we probably look at it and think, oh God, I'm reading that again. But we really, really, you know, need to keep this going. Um, I, I think that with social distancing and fishermen are probably aren't, aren't the key things they're thinking about. But it's really important that we do this. Um, it's very simple. Let's just keep one fathom apart. That, that's what we've got to do. We've got to keep one fathom apart. When we're working and, and we're working with handling gear and boxes of fish, stuff like that, let's reduce the load in the box of fish. If we work 20 kilo box of fish instead of a 40 kilo box of fish, then one man can pick that up instead of two. So just little simple things like that are going to give us some really, really basic social distancing while we're at sea or while we're working on fish or on the gear on the key. And, and let's not jump aboard each other's boat and have a cup of tea. I mean, that is... That's why we go fishing, because we want to talk about it more than we actually want to do it. And let's just sort of trim that and get rid of that at the moment. Go to your boat, do your maintenance, do your jobs, go home.
do your safety folder. Let's not talk, sit around the key, sharing videos on phones and stuff like that that we normally do. Let, let's just keep our, let's keep real distance at the moment. Let's get through this for the next few weeks. And then we, I'm, the more we do that, the sooner we're going to get back to normal. Wise words, Clive. Um, absolutely superb. And, and like you say, uh, let's keep it a fathom apart. So um, spot on. And uh, um, thanks very much for your time as always. And, uh, and once again, I think it'll be another another popular episode and should be listened to by, by everyone because um, you know, what, what, what you say not only makes sense and is clear, but will help prevent and prevent accidents and save lives. So thanks very much as always. Okay, anytime. Thank you. We welcome Tom Lambourne to the to the podcast, uh, one of our youth board members from the CFPO, and also dare I say, or how do I put this best? He bought a boat right at the start, or or without knowing the crisis was about to come upon us. So, so Tom has had a, quite an experience over the last few weeks, months, uh, understanding how to make things work, how to get his vessel registered, how to get a license, and and all the other various components, and and doing this completely remotely. But obviously, we've had Tom McCormack from the MMO on. Previously, Tom's spoken a lot about him and the MMO wanting to make sure there's a really good customer experience, with his words, for all the fishermen out there. So we wanted to get Tom on just to explain how things have worked out for him. Yeah, so definitely faced a few challenges in getting it seaworthy and um, you know, complying with all the registration. But the, my MCA survey was booked and it was cancelled half an hour before the survey was about to take place due to... Um, lockdown effectively and so um, the MCA surveyor helped me out as and relaying information to me when they were releasing the new end notices and what to do and effectively I had to carry out my own sort of MCA survey self-declaration sending lots of photos and checklists and proof that I complied with all the regulations then I got um, sent a short-term certificate which that'll be reissued every three months so I think I might have to do the same process every three months until a surveyor can come and actually survey my boat when this is all over and then that led into being able to send all my paperwork to the certificate the registry office in again they were all able to speak to you over the phone and email addresses and then they issued me with my certificate of registry again in e-version um, and they said that my paper version would be set in the post, and I'm still awaiting that. But again, they were all able to help me through that. And yeah, that was pretty much... And then they were speaking to the MMO to get my licence transfer, and again, they were all very helpful, easy to talk to on the phone, and I think the Hale branch, they were doing licences, sort of, it was all new to them, but they managed to get through my licence all transferred in, I think, 48 hours, which was great, and ready to fish. Almost sounds like you've had a better experience doing things remotely than in person. <laughs> Maybe not that far, but uh, no. But I, I, yeah. I think I think you're right there, Ronnie. I think you know some, sometimes this can be a difficult process, and and I think you know um, having had a chat with Tom, you know that 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 it seems to me you know that that these organisations have uh, have adapted to be able. They're, they're not contrary to what we think or may think. They're not they're not shut down. You can still you can still go through the the MCA survey process. You're just doing it yourself. Um, you're taking photos, you're in liaison with the surveyor and as soon as we get through this you'll have a, a, an inspection from an MCA surveyor to, to, to almost formalise it. So big tick, it's probably fair to say that Tom is um, 
um, computer literate, perhaps more than more than most, and his experience has been a good one. But I think a uh, top could disagree if he wants. Uh, he's here, but it sounds like that experience has been helped by those organisations, whether it be the MCA, MMO, or the registry. I'd say that all of the organisations are in just as difficult position as what we are, but they all realise that we need to be able to go to see the fish, and so they're all making, they're changing their processes and getting stuff done to ensure that we can go out and fish. No, it's, it's, it's good to hear uh, a positive perspective because you know quite quite often it's it's one of frustration and uh, and and can end up you know fairly. Fairly acrimonious and quite, you know, sometimes a bit confrontational. But but I'm I'm glad to see that the, the during this crisis and, and hopefully beyond. And you know, we've we've heard in previous podcasts from um, Tom McCormack, the new the new CEO at the MMO, and his vision aligns with what you've just said. You know, it's one about um, making sure that the customer, i.e., the fisherman, um, gets a, an experience that takes them to where they need to be without any undue um, bureaucracy or, or or anything like that. So. I think I think it's a positive thing, and um, and so yeah, just wanted to make people aware that that for 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 us, this is about making people aware that these organisations, although it's not business as normal, they're available, they're online, and they're on the end of a phone, and you are living proof that that process can work, and people can change boats, get licensed, and get there and necessary. Um, I suppose cheekily, I might say to you, if, if others are struggling, um, would you be happy to help and, and have a chat with people if, 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 they, if they, they, they try this and, and come up against a few barriers? Well, yeah. I mean, six months ago, I knew zero, absolutely nothing. So after doing all of the processes myself, I've recently done it. It's all fresh in my head. So yeah, why not? Brilliant. I'll, I'll hold on to your number for now, Tom, so if people want to want to get a bit of advice from, from Cornwall's own expert on these things, oh, then, then they can get hold of me and, and, and I'll we'll set you up with a, for a chat. But, you know, it's, it, it, quite often it's good to, for, for people to hear directly from, you know, from, from fellow fishermen. So, you know, the language, it's not, not so scary. So, so I'm just appreciate that. And if anyone wants to have a chat with Tom, then, yeah, get hold of me in, in the normal way. Um, and uh, just before we, we, we let you get back to the boat or making gear, whatever is on the agenda today, um, just I suppose be interested just to get for, uh, from your point of view, you're a, um, a relatively young um, person and you've, you've just bought your first boat. Obviously, you've been around the harbour a bit for, for, for years, but um, I don't know, what, what do you think about the future? You know, it's, it's pretty strange times in a minute, but optimistic, um, worried, I don't know. What do you think? Fishermen are dangerously optimistic and hopeful, aren't they? But yeah, you've got to keep. I want to go fishing. Um, that's what I want to do. I've got my boat, so whatever happens, something works itself out. So fishermen can go to sea and do what they want to do. I think yeah, it's going to be a few months until things stabilise. But already, there's the shellfish markets are opening up. Um, and I, I know that some of the trawl fish prices are certainly down, but. This week the mackerel have come back in and the price has been good for that and allowed 20, 25 boats to go out and make a make a wage this week. So it's, yeah, we'll find a way and it'll be good. Yeah, I can only back up Tom's optimism. I bump, not literally bumped into him, but I came around the corner of our, our place in Newland yesterday and uh, he was heading out for the third time in one day, I think, with a massive <laughs> smile, sort of urgency on his face. So I think dangerously optimistic is a, a good statement. <laughs> but also seeming like you're a... Uh, making a go of it at the same time in what is really tricky times. 
Yeah, good, good, good to hear, Tom, and, and best of luck with a new boat. And uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll come, as you say, you know, as true Cornish fishermen, innovators, and pioneers, we'll come through this and we'll come out the other end stronger and um, onwards and upwards. Thank you, Tom. Get back Cheers. to it, mate. <laughs> very much back on the key side with this week's episode um great to get a good catch up with clive from seafood cornwall training i mean i've been speaking with clive on a every other day basis probably anyway just keeping in check with what's happening his movements what he's picking up off the off from his communications with fishermen i know he's really involved in other areas uh, and also tom you know good to get a just sort of sense with uh, one of our younger members see what he's going through um any, any sort of closing comments there for the listeners? No, I think, uh, I think as you say, Ronnie, it's good to know Clive is still working there at Seafood Cornwall Training. So anything while you're ashore or, or a bit downtime, anything on the safety side of things, um, get in touch with him through Seafood Cornwall Training and make sure you're up to date in, the, in, in all that sort of stuff. So it's a good time to do that. So um, excellent to have him on. And I, I thought it was it was good to speak with, 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 with Tom there. You know, he's a young man coming into the industry um, we're, we're concerned about young blood coming in, but there's a good example of someone who's got um, got his head screwed on, um, coming at a, a pretty challenging time, but he's out there fishing now, and that's that's good to see. And uh, hopefully, he'll come out the other end of this uh, uh, a stronger, better person and better fisherman, and, and do the business for years to come. So, yeah, real, real really good to get back down to to, to sort of quayside, um, quayside people and issues today after our run of, um, of sort of policy and ministers and. Um, chief executives of uh, the MMO so yep, f- fantastic and uh, yeah uh, enjoyed that one that was a good one yeah and just a quick note to say to the listeners out there I think we mentioned it in last week's episode with the MMO there's the 1 million domestic seafood supply scheme that's being ran by the MMO that's another grant scheme part of the 10 million package the guidance went live for that yesterday it's now open for applications so uh, we'll take a little bit of time as usual just digest that understand it and we'll bring you a bit of an update on that in the coming days weeks um but just just announcing that to our listener tune in check out the mmo's website for that get a bit of an update on what what funding's available out there for the local school our phone's been ringing off the hook so uh we should know a bit more by next week and get get an update to everyone all right we'll come back then all right yeah. right on mate cheers Fathom has been brought to you by the Cornish Fish Producers Organisation with support from the European Maritime and Fisheries Fund and Seafarers UK.